The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Um, um, <clears throat> and we're back here and analyze this and it's the table talk you know that's a regular thing we do every monday where we do some recapping of uh the previous week's um run-ins a lot of it political uh we got uh from saint john the ranking member the one only armando rocky library numero una la papeleta good morning sir how are you good good morning sir good morning to your listening audience ronnie and the crew without a doubt and then of course on saint croix uh, we have the one and only Ronnie Russell out to the west. Well, now he's chilling on the north side over there in Canaan. Good morning, Mr. President of the 29th Legislature. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good morning, Neville, Rocky Ducks, and the wonderful listening audience. Because uh, part of what we're doing is interacting with the, li- the listening audience, and I love that. Without a doubt, and, you know, they contribute big time. And, of course, uh, Donald Duck School, to this point, is excused. Uh, he has some run-ins he was dealing with. Quickly, just to do some housekeeping before we move on. Um, the good friend Rufus Tombo said, you guys are always talking about our greatness as it relates to our sports excellence. The truth is we excel despite our local government involvement, in this case, non-involvement. <coughs> and, and whenever our government provides the, benef- the benefit, I'll make sure I say this right, we have a tendency to neglect it after the fact. Example, when Senator Asbot Pata found funding to resurface the Shaltamali High School track, Immediately after a mainland collegiate track team spent winters training on St. Thomas, they stopped coming after grass began growing between the lanes. Typical. So, Rocky, you know about this, yeah, because um, Pata came in one term after you. So you had to have right. known you had to have known about this appropriation for Shaltamali High School. Yeah. And then of course negligence take over again. That's unfortunate. Unfortunate, but sometimes the vision is the problem. Uh, no, in, in, in this case, end. in this case, the vision is the sustenance wasn't wasn't where it should have been because well, the, 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 the vision the vision was on point. The sustenance was lacking. Yeah, yes, I know that, and we we have an issue with that too. <laughs> yes, I know. No, Ronnie, don't forget we used to get um, John Hopkins um, lacrosse team, the girls lacrosse team coming down here to practice down at UVI. Right? On the St. Croix yes. side. So, so that's another aspect of sports tourism we really should be looking at where we should be marketing conferences and certain teams from certain conferences, collegiate conferences, to come here in the wintertime when the weather is, you know, blizzard-like and just frigid up on the mainland. This is a good place for them to train. Come down for a week, week or two. And uh, they, we, we could, they could do the classes remote now, Ronnie. The pandemic taught us a lot of things. This is, this is about marketing and vision that, 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 Ronnie, that Rocky just mentioned. And, uh, Ronnie, we could do this, man. Yeah. You know, uh, continuity is a problem in our territory. Somebody starts something good, and then the people that are supposed to continue it just forget about it. Maybe because they didn't come up with the idea. <laughs> Or whatever, <laughs> or, 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 or 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 somebody gain credit that they believe they should get an all kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. 
everybody benefit in the Virgin Islands when one of our athletes make it to the world stage. Mm -hmm. Everybody yeah. benefit. Yeah. When 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 Michelle goes to the world championships, the junior world championship, wherever it is, and they say Virgin Islands, and then when they fly the flag and play the anthem, you have to know where you people run at Google where the Virgin Islands there. Well, 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 well. No, this works. Under I mean, seven, I, 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 think, I think the under seventeen is probably her next her next goal, right? The yes, under the under yes. the under seventeen, yeah, man, yeah, man. We, yeah, so we, and, and 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 a lot of people know this, and and we got to give credit to some things. The Virgin Islands Olympic Committee has been a stalwart, and and the federation, but we don't have a consistent continuity with with the support. And, and I think the administrations over the years understanding what sports tourism is. I, well, I know. Angel, Angel, Angel Chico Morales. Let me give a shout out to Angel Chico Morales from out, yeah. in, from out in the West. But he, look, he fell in love in, 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 in the St. Thomas, St. John district. But I'm going to digress. I'm going to get into the technicality, but I want to give a shout out to my good friend, Angel Chico, Mr. President, Angel Chico Morales for the Virgin yeah. Islands Olympic Committee. Over the years, uh, you're right, Ronnie. Um, the Olympic Committee has done its best with with, yes. mini with minimal resources um, to right. make sure that our athletes at least get an opportunity to compete yes. uh, on, the on the global platform. Yes, sir, Mr. Ranking Member. I, I, I got to mention all the commission. Commissioner White is supportive. Of all sports, Commissioner White. Oh no! Yes, yes, yes. Without a doubt. And and, and look, Narani, I find out that your father, your father used to be a power forward when he used to play basketball. And he had a he had a three a three man team from out of, out of housing with he, um, by Fela and um and and Farrington. They used to go. They, they they used to take advantage of them boy down there uh, in 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 housing. Your check, so it ain't any blood. So Calvert ain't got no excuse. Rocky was saying something. Excuse me, Commissioner Calvert White. No, Commis com Commissioner Calvert White. No, I, I, I need to respect I, him. Yeah, go ahead, Rocky. Yeah. Right, but what I was saying is, a little shout out to Angel. He and I went to school together. Chico. In 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 Sagerman. Chico. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Chico. Yeah, man. I know Chico. Chico. Long, long, long time. We were in Sagerman um, for years. You know, and Chico is playing the, the varsity team. You know, with a, with, with, a, with a guy by the name of Raymond Damao and Naftali Rivera. Those guys, you on that team because they're all students <laughs> at, at San Germán. Hold up, 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 hold up. Because you know, Rocky, <laughs> we supposed to go. We supposed to talk about the state of the union and all that stuff. But you know, when you start to get technical, yeah, when, when you start to talk sports and they bring me back to my childhood days, you know that I can hold on to it. Are you telling me? That you were in San Germán when the great Raymond Dalmau and and the great Neftali. Neftali Rivera, who nearly beat who, who, who nearly beat the U.S. Yeah. who nearly beat the U.S. in the Olympics in 1976 in Montreal, yeah, you went you, yeah. you went you went school with them the Rocky Laibot down there in San Germán. Raymond Dalmau. B, B, you know, yeah. he, he used to play, he used to play with a team from Quebradillas, the Piratas from Quebradillas. Yeah. yeah. You know that the Piratas. The Piratas, you know, right, right, you know what, Ronnie, Ronnie, I know you have Puerto Rican and I know Rocky, Rocky Ne Almando, so he got Spanish in him, but I, don't, I used to pay attention to Superior League basketball back in the day, or no? Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, um, Rocky Neville and the audience, 
Puerto Rico was a breeding ground for sports. What? Virgin Islands, ba- basketball, baseball, track and field. Oh. El, 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 el Moplasket of Virgin Islands win the triple crown. He win the triple crown in, 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 the, in the Winter League in Puerto Rico at, at Virgin Islands. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we, we have a history and we have a rivalry too, but it's a good rivalry. And right now, as we come into 2023, I hope that the vision investment of migration start back up the 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 inter island competition between the schools. Mm-hmm. Set them up, man. Yeah. All the sports used to play. I run track and field against Saint Mali. Mm-hmm. We got big rivalry from Central. You know, uh, that is where the breeding ground starts. Neville and Rocky. Set up the schools. Right. Set them I up. Agon, 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 Agon. Uh... I'm going to crystallize this discussion as it relates to us talking about regional sports and regional sports. You see that same 1976 team, it had Butchley on it, right? And of course, yeah. you know, Butchley, mother from St. Croix and father from St. Thomas, or vice, or vice versa, or something like that, right? And and Rani, you talk about breeding ground. You know, the coach, uh, Butchley was on that, on that Puerto Rico team in 76. You know, when I read the story, Keith Richards tipped me off to, us, to, to, some, to some inside information. And I read a story from the Montreal um, Gazette, a story, a, a, a newspaper out of Montreal. They said a coach for the 1976 Puerto Rican basketball team, his name was Tom Nesalki. You know where he went and he, and, he, and, he, and he put the team together? Somebody tell him, go to New York City and go to all the playground them and ask them if, ask any of the players on the playground if the parents them come from Puerto Rico. And you know, uh-huh. and you know that would have made them eligible to be on the Puerto Rican yes. national team, right? Yes. I like Raymond Dalma and Neftali. Them they had roots in, Puri- in in New York City, you know, up in the Bronx and yes. Manhattan in particular. Oh, okay. Yes, and that's how they put the team together. And Butch Lee was one of them. Butch Lee, it, it was it was Keith Richards who let me know what happened. You know, back in the day, and this now we talking sociology here, right? And genealogy and all that <laughs> stuff, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Check this out, right? Remember back in the day. When our our parents uh, and mommy get pregnant, a lot of them like to born in Puerto Rico and, and in the States. That's right. Right? What had happened, right, That's Ronnie? Right. And I couldn't believe when I read the story. I, I could never thank you, which is enough for this. Apparently, Mr. and Mrs. Lee were on their way to New York. And she went into labor. And the plane had to stop in Puerto Rico. And that's why Butch Lee born in Puerto Rico. Right? And... As a result of that, right, he was eligible to be on the Porica national team. You check he his in his, in his in other words, his mother and father ain't from Porico, no. His mother and father from the Virgin Islands, but because right. she <laughs> she went into labor while they were flying, they had to land in Porico, and that's where he banned. And the rest is history, of course, because you know the Butchley yeah, went on to be really. went on to be a national champion and all that stuff, national player of the year, and of course yeah, win, win, a, win, a, win a championship with the Los Angeles Lakers back in 1980. Yeah, Rocky. Yeah, yeah I, I was saying because uh, y'all brought up a point earlier. I think it was Ronnie about we have started so many things, we don't continue them, and we, we initiate a lot of programs, and it just brought to mind what happens at home. In our own government, we would see a group start a program in this administration, 
And then the next administration, Jobby Gante in there. Yes, sir. Throw it out in the boat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All over again. Yes, sir. An- another case in point is just recently I heard the governor speaking about telemedicine in Howard University. Mm-hmm. But you guys, if you all know, we had telemedicine here a long time ago. Yes, sir. We had it long. I remember it back from then Snyder days when former Governor Snyder was there in the hospital. We had telemedicine, you know, and some of the other we don't, you know, I think we even had a connection with Cleveland Clinic at one time. Yep. And I don't know what it is. We, we have not really maintained it because I, I have for one feel that we need to do a joint venture. We need to do a joint venture with, and in those days, I mean, what I think about is like John Hopkins or the Mayo Clinic. Because what's going to happen here is that our facilities will never be mediocre no more. They can make sure that their facilities is top of the line. We're in the Caribbean. We've been a mecca of the Caribbean. And um, the opportunity is going to be so, when we talk about sports tourism, we go. We have people coming to do our medical services, also. But, but, but Rocky, Rocky, you were there when I when the one term that you and I served together uh, in the in the thirty first legislature, right? Right. <clears throat> Where um, at the time Kurt VLA was the chairman of the health and hospitals committee, and he, um, Senator VLA, Senator O'Reilly, um, Rivera O'Reilly, Senator Francis, and myself. Yeah. Right? Um, but it was primarily Senator Vialli and Senator uh, Rivera O'Reilly. Baptist, Baptist um, Hospital came, came to St. Croix. Right? And, and wanted yeah. to do that same joint venture thing. And, and so here's the joke, right? <clears throat> we had meetings with them. And then when we asked them, well, what time are you catching are your flight? And they said, well, we're we catching the flight when we're ready to leave because we got our own plane. You check, and and this is the yeah. this is the, this is what you're talking about. People with means, right? They ain't catching on Miami flight, so they got to leave. They got to leave at two o'clock to catch a four no. o'clock flight. They got their own plane, and and for some reason, we are either intimidated or reluctant, and or reluctant to enter into these meaningful, what could be beneficial relationships um, that that that, right. that will serve the people of the Virgin Islands because of politics, and they really need to stop. At some point, it got to stop because we losing out. And Ronnie, you know, as Senate President, uh, and when you were Vice President with um, uh, Under Senator Berry, we had the same situation with a number of different initiatives. And because of games, exactly. Ronnie, it, it, exactly. it, it, conti- it continues to undermine our forward movement with us being a progressive Virgin Islands. We play in politics at the expense of the people, and that's bad. I very much. Uh, you know, uh, Neville and Rocky, and as we segue into the national politics, mm-hmm. which I, I want to 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 touch on a, a couple things there, but let me say that a leader, you can't just think you are a leader. You have to demonstrate what you have done over the years to lead. And I think Lauren Berry, you know, a lot of people... I, she was a great leader because she orchestrated that whole GERS revision that I was part of it, but I know she orchestrated that. Get the actuary, get everybody, sit down for three days, like in a retreat, and revamp GERS. And then because she come up with that idea, we never float the band. 
I'm going to leave it there. Okay? Are you, are you, you ta you're talking about the 600 million... The six hundred million provision that was that, that was approved that was approved in sixty nine oh five. Uh that that the only thing that the people then were talking about in sixty nine oh five is raises for the senators and, and, and for the governor, lieutenant governor, but they never realized that a, a pension obligation ban was also authorized in there. And at the right. time at the time it made sense to do it then and it would have saved yeah. us it would have saved us a lot of money. But when you yeah. but, but the wrong people, right? The wrong people in some people's eyes is who initiated. So because since they initiated, we want them yeah. to do with it. That's the type of thing. Exactly. That's, that's a classic example. Thank you so very much, Rocky. Yeah, uh, Rocky. Yeah. It's the same thing with the water issue. With yeah. the water issue, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah. But 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 it all it all cycles all cycles back to that to that biblical uh, scripture, you know, where there's no vision, right? The people will perish. And, and and if we continue to play this game at the expense of 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 the Virgin Islands potential, then we got a big big problem. Now I want to give you something to, to laugh and <clears throat> before we go to the next break. You know when I was talking earlier about um, Valentine's and the flower sending, cause you know we got a lot of notorious flower senders here in the Virgin Islands, you know, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Rocky laughs. Rocky laughs because, because let's face it, let's face it. We learned over the years that the the quickest way to a woman's heart, right, is to send them some flowers, and the next thing you know, they start smiling and feeling good, right? A woman, one of my listeners, a female listener, teased me. She said, "Go morning. You could talk some stupidness when you're ready. Yeah. Walk flowers don't reach home. Well, sir, but is the truth, right?" <laughs> This is the truth, and 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 you can't blame the lady. You taking her flowers home from an admirer uh, to your house and disrespecting your husband, respecting your man. You can't do that. You check, so you leave it right there, and then eventually you're gonna die out right in the office, and you move on, right? So Valentine's Day tomorrow, gentlemen, right, and ladies, okay, be respectful, right? We know what time it is. You know what I mean? Tomorrow is all about love. Now, when we come back from the break, we're gonna talk about how. Joe Biden told the Republicans that if you want to cut Medicare and Social Security, if that's your dream, I'm your nightmare. And we got, I'm going to let you break that down uh, when we come back. Uh, it, was the break. it was a beautiful <laughs> presentation. I, I, know, I know you like it, Rani. I know you like it. And I know Rocky like it though. We'll take a break. I'll be back right after this. A new year equals new business opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peters Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. BankofStCroix.com. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly. What a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico. And a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning. You know? And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. 
weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Welcome to the Virgin Islands. The USVI Caribbean Music Festival on St. Croix officially launches on Friday, February 17th. This is a free community event presented by the U.S. Virgin Islands Department of Tourism, curated by the United Jazz Foundation in collaboration with Jazz at Lincoln Center, and sponsored by the VI Lottery. The event runs from 6.30 to 11.30 p.m. along the waterfront promenade in Fredericksted and features Grammy Award-winning jazz vocalist Diane Reeves, Marsvin Davids, Caribbean Players of St. Croix, and Calvin Johnson and native son of New Orleans. For more information, CaribbeanMusicHeritage.org or 646-725-3353. WTJX TV Channel 12. <clears throat> and we're back here to analyze this, and we've got uh, uh, a three quarter, a three quarter move uh, with the table talk this morning. We got uh, Alwanda, Rocky Leibold, and uh, Rocky. I mean, Ronnie Russell uh, joining me this morning. And gentlemen, let me talk some national politics. Um, good morning once again to both of you, uh, by the way. Um, good morning. Um, Ronnie, let me start with you. You have had a consistent confidence in President Biden. Even when he was at his lowest point, you, Ronnie Russell, have always been of the belief that his old school uh, not necessarily in your face, but I'm not backing down demeanor um, would always serve him well. And uh, we saw the results of that uh, in, the, in, the, in the midterm elections last November. And notwithstanding his supposed mediocre to substandard polling numbers, he still finds a way, Ronnie, with his uh, defiance, to more than hold his own in a very polarized political setting. Um, so first of all, congrats, Ronnie, for, 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 for taking that stand and seeing this. But I, I want to know, right, in, the, in, in these parts, we don't call it obia, right? I want to know what kind of obia he working with that, that, that this thing don't work for me all the time. And like, uh, he don't let them know I, I taking a position. And and that's my position. And I, I don't know what are you doing? And are you playing games? And basically, um, President Biden is telling telling the Republicans, the people are seeing through the rhetoric that I are that I spewing to trying to mislead the public. And for some reason, he just continues to hold his own, Ronnie. And uh, uh, you know. Tell us, tell us about about how you how you see this thing um, panning out and how the, the first two years has gone pretty much like you called it from day one. Yeah, yeah. When they say experience teaches wisdom, that's a serious saying, you know. And Biden is a seasoned American politician at the highest level. People mm -hmm. underestimate the 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 commitment to do good and to believe in what you think is good 
and then to execute it at any cost to benefit the country. He had that commitment going into the election. He had that commitment being a vice president with Barack Obama. He had that commitment from way back when he was a senator. He didn't change. He has learned how to deal with the American racist public, the, the, the sort of really radical, any radical uh, element in the American public, and he's learned how to maneuver through all of that. And I saw that, Neville, because when he was vice president, he demonstrated a commitment to a vision, and Obama couldn't deliver the vision because he was black. Okay, but Biden didn't change, and he's delivering the vision for the American people, and he catch them good, Neville. That was the ultimate trap. <laughs> oh God, that was sweet. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 Rocky. The the president, of course, you know, after the president gives the state of the union. He hops on a plane and goes to different parts of the country, <clears throat> right? That's a that's a, 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 a traditional move in the aftermath of uh, uh, delivering the address. So the, the president goes down to the University of Tampa. Uh, I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, this is a uh, this is a, a a quote from the Guardian, right? And the president was speaking in Tampa and he outlined his administration's plan to safeguard the popular entitlement programs as part of an ongoing war of words with his Republican opponents that began during his second State of the Union address on Tuesday. He said, I know that a lot of Republicans, their dream is to cut Social Security and Medicare, Biden said during his remarks at the University of Tampa. If that's your dream, I'm your nightmare. Close quote. No, they say Republicans have flatly rejected the assertion, despite a long record of proposing to do just that. This is what the Guardian said. And that's why I want to talk about, Rocky, where the misleading, right, of the voting populace only comes back to haunt you in the long run. Because if you say one thing for nine months, and then when the pressure comes to her, you're backing off, say you'll never say it, then you're not going to get the kind of support you're looking for because the public going to say you flip-flapping and you wishy-washy. Rocky Lightwood. Listen, I, I, I've said to you and to the members of the, and the listen audience more than once, that I believe that Biden, President Biden, would go down as one of the better presidents of all time. And I say that because the thing that I talk about, one, he's a consensus builder, number one. Number two, he has a, a compassionate heart, which, which transcends in his discourse. That's number one. Number two. Number three, he has this emotional intelligence that he can use that in the crowd or depends on the public or the constituent that he's speaking to. And what he did in the state of the territory, I mean, state of the union, was excellent. He said, you know, I know you, you folks are, are trying to get rid of um, social security and, and all that. And everybody, oh, no, 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 that's, there's some of you Republicans. 
He said, oh, okay. So you, you, you're not going to do that. So then we have no problem with that. That caught him in a, in a, in a, in a trap because he, he outmaneuvered them. He, he played he played, played a hand, and, and then afterwards, he let him know exactly how he feels. So now they're caught up in a situation where the president doing the city union said that you, you, some of you Republicans want to do this, and you all jump up and say, oh, no, 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 something like that. So don't come now afterward now to try to touch it. That's what he did. And why, why, why I say he's, he's good at what he's doing? Because that's clever, very clever. You, you, you put it in a situation where folks can't really respond to you, and you, you, you listen to them. You listen to them, but you put them in a spot. And so they are caught in that spot, and they don't, they don't have that audience like they say to the union to address it, to, to counteract. So that creates a, a, a little problem there um, for, the, for the party. But, guys, I think the president, that was one of the better presentations. I don't mind a little heckling and all that because I think that's good for you sometimes. And I think Biden likes that because that, that really shows the character of the individual. No, and no. when you see a guy with this character, the public now gets to say, well, wait a minute, man. This guy, this guy is human and he, he understands. And I think that's the whole issue there. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, um, make a connection here to the politics of the day where and i start with you Raki, that while the president seems to be holding his own and then some right as as the 46th president at a time when the country is divided he is still dealing with the fact that a majority of democrats would prefer that somebody else run for president yeah. in 2024 right you follow what i'm saying so so yes, yes. so so how how can this be when um and according to this article that it's unlikely he's going to be opposed uh in in the, in the nominating window which 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 is we're in a cycle now right we're in a cycle now for the 2024 election because the midterm's gone uh, how do you think he's holding his own while doing this because that, uh, you, you know, you know. Let's face it. He was, he was looked at as the best foil to take out Donald Trump, right? And it worked. Yeah. Right. The question now is to maintain control of the White House. How do you go about doing that? Well, I think what he is doing, and he probably haven't said it yet, but he is trying to maintain. The, the consistency in the, in the programs that he introduced and policies because he realizes that there's a political shift in the, in the, the um, electorate, meaning there are younger voters now voting, and for some reason you don't believe that they're going to want to look at a younger person, not because that the younger person is better, but is more closely related to them, closely associated with them. And they, they was going to say, well, you know what, Biden, he's going to be 80 years old. No, he is not. We, we are 30, 40 years old. We want somebody closer. And I think Biden realizes that. But what Biden is doing is showing that he, he want to keep some consistency in the party, in the programs that helps everyone so that when he moves off the stage, 
that the stage is still going to be set for them to continue some of these policies because they were good and definitely used as a part of an impetus for the next generation. That's a good one. That's now, 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 Ronnie, um, we're, we're, we're looking at a situation where the president, right, has some decisions to make, some critical decisions to make between now and when the when when the 2024 calendar year hit and the election starts in earnest what's your take on and how he reconciles this democratic sentiment with the realities that he looks like he's going to be the best the best option for the democratic party okay never bob running mic there yeah. yeah you hear me yeah, yeah go ahead Ronnie. yeah yeah go ahead the democratic party don't have no other option what, what I think Biden is going to do is going to demonstrate that he's going to do succession planning. He's going to bring in a couple people in his administration, and if he don't have them yet, uh, to groom them to take over with the policy initiatives that he started. And I don't think uh, uh, the vice president is that person. Okay, uh, but it could be a woman, could be a male. And because they don't have other options, when the campaign starts, Biden, I think, going to push to the forefront somebody that he thinks could continue his legacy, whether it's in his administration, whether it's, it's somebody in just campaigning. I think, uh, and, and what's going to happen is going to be a collective effort between Obama, Claiborne, Biden. They're going to sit down, just like how they did Tanji Brown. But, 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 why, you don't, but why, why you don't think um, Vice President Kamala Harris is that person? Based on, based, on uh, the, based on the raw data from the polling and all that stuff? Because, no. because she hasn't been polling well in, in potential, no. in hypothetical matchups. With, with the Trumps and DeSantis of the world, but I think she's done a very, very good job being a compliment, a the complimentary piece as a vice president. Yeah. Same, th same yeah. thing Biden did for Obama. I, th I think she's done yeah. a, a brilliant job. Yeah, but you know what happened? The reality is, right? The reality is uh, America ain't ready for a woman. Yeah, man. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I, I yeah. hate to say that. Yeah, yeah. I hate to say that. I, I, ready, I ready for a woman. You know. I, we, I, we are ready for a woman yeah, because we, yeah. we are from the Virgin Islands and we don't have that extreme bias. Yeah. But the country is, listen, Hillary Clinton was infinitely more qualified than Donald Trump. It's not even Alata. close. It's not even close. And, and, but but, she, yeah, was, but so, she was polarizing though. She had, she had over, let me see, um, Clinton got elected in 92. Um, then uh, that election was in 26. I mean, it's in, six, in, in 16, 2000, that's 24 years of being in the limelight, man. And she ran for president in 2008. That, that, so, sometimes, right, and I think, Rocky, uh, you could speak to this uh, for certain politicians. Being in the limelight too much could hurt you, yeah. Ronnie, uh, Rocky. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes people yeah. want a fresh, a fresh face and a fresh voice. And if you've been in the limelight for too long... And I think that may have been a problem for Hillary, for, for then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton uh, back in 2016. Yeah, you, you might have a... Well, look. 
Go ahead, Rocky. Rock, go ahead, Rocky. I know. Yeah. Come back to Ronnie. Okay. I, I, I heard you all speaking about uh, about the vice president, and I I don't necessarily agree that. I agree with you, Ronnie. I don't believe she is the candidate. I'm going to tell you why. First of all, I don't see her exuding the kind of confidence that the public wants. Number one, she's too. Something about her personality doesn't fit the, 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 the position at times. You know, she doesn't... See, like Biden, Biden is free, and, and when he speaks, he speaks about... Uh, you, you could tell from the, the, the way someone speaks about a particular subject and feel that exactly how they are. And she doesn't carry that kind of a weight in, in, in her presentation, you know, to me personally, I, I look at people, I, I try to observe their behavior and such, and she is there, she's the vice president, yes, but it's, it's not like, you know, that some people are tied into the position, you could tell that they could fit. It's like uh, actors in a movie, there's some guys who, when they play a part, it looks like that's their part. Their original lifestyle. In other words, it looked like part of their lifestyle. And then there are the others who pay a part, and you, you could see that they're just acting. That's the difference. Let, 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 let me ask both you of know, you. Let, let, let me ask both of you a yes or no question. Did you ever, in your lifetime, ever, ever envisioned that you would see a woman of color being the vice president of United States? You, Rocky but yes or no? Ronnie, did you ever think that you'd see a woman of color being a, the vice president of the United States? No. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this straight up. When Biden uh, was getting the, the nomination and, you know, I didn't think he would pick a woman for sure. And he didn't think he'd pick a black woman. So, But he, he, he changes the dynamic of your expectations. Yeah, man. We, 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 let me tell you something. At every level. We, we, we're going to a break, right? And and as suspect as America is, in a, in a lot of ways, we have been fortunate that we had our faculties when a black man and a vice woman and a black woman were at least president and vice president in our lifetime. Go here, America. Yes. A little bit of credit for that. We will take a break and we'll come back uh, to articulate at this point a little bit more. Be back right after this. Venus burning bright, the first star I see tonight. Hi, star friends, Trace here. Venus will be the first light you see in the west this week as the sun sets. Let me show you. We're looking west at sunset. As the sky darkens, the first light you'll see is the planet Venus. It's by far the brightest planet in our evening sky, but it's not the only one. Before it gets dark enough to see any stars, another planet will appear about two fists up and to the left of Venus. That's Jupiter. But if you wait until the sun is all the way down and face southeast, red Mars will be high in the sky all this week too. 
Venus is nearly the same size as Earth, but it has a toxic sulfuric acid atmosphere and a runaway greenhouse effect, meaning that the surface is basically a desolate hellscape. But hey, at least it looks pretty from here. Keep looking up. Venus, Venus, burning bright, the first star I see tonight. Hi, star friends, Trace here. Venus will be the first light you see in the west this week as the sun sets. Let me show you. We're looking west at sunset. As the sky darkens, the first light you'll see is the planet Venus. It's by far the brightest planet in our evening sky, but it's not the only one. Before it gets dark enough to see any stars, another planet will appear about two fists up and to the left of Venus. That's Jupiter. But. If you wait until the sun is all the way down and face southeast, red Mars will be high in the sky all this week too. Venus is nearly the same size as Earth, but it has a toxic sulfuric acid atmosphere and a runaway greenhouse effect, meaning that the surface is... The Forum, a nonprofit organization since 1996, is proud to present Florida Tuluachi. Latin Grammy winners, first and only all-women mariachi group in New York City. Saturday, February 18th, 8 p.m. at the Prior Jolic Hall on Antilles campus. This female ensemble weaves an arsenal of jazz, classical, salsa, cumbia, rock, country, and hip-hop to produce an edgy take on traditional Mexican music. The courtyard opens at 7 p.m. with fair from Amalia Cafe. For more information, 646-725-3353, forumusvi at gmail.com or theforumusvi.org. From the BBC World Service. You're listening to News Hour. This is Africa Daily. Business Daily from the BBC World Service. Welcome to Crowd Science. This is Digital Planet. World News. The Arts Hour from the BBC. This is World Business Report. This is Health Check. Music Life from the BBC. There's far more to it beneath the surface. The BBC World Service. From 3 to 6 a.m. here on WTGX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Funding for the BBC World Service comes from First Bank. First Bank's digital bank offers check deposits, bill pay, transfers, and more from anywhere 24-7. More at onefirstbank.com. Obtén tu diploma de secundaria por ti y por tu familia. Visita completatudiploma.org para encontrar centros educativos gratuitos cerca de ti. Presentado por Dollar General Literacy Foundation y the Ad Council with his own drug use. With loved ones dying in unprecedented numbers, the staff at OPS does whatever it takes to save lives and find radical new ways out of the devastating but widely ignored crisis ravaging their community. Love in the time of fentanyl is an intimate, observational look beyond the stigma of people who use drugs, revealing the courage of those facing tragedy in a neighborhood often referred to as ground zero of the overdose crisis that's tonight at 11 p.m on channel 12 and for those of you who want to know why these shows are coming on at 11 p.m 
which is kind of late, is because of the time change. This is really a 10 p.m. show on PBS, 10 p.m. Eastern, but because we, they turn back the clock and we are on Atlantic Standard Time, a show like this is on tonight at uh, 11 p.m. on Channel 12. Love in the time of fentanyl. And by the way, both um, Rani and Rocky, fentanyl is actually was actually one of the talking points for the Republicans um, leading up to the election, pretty much accusing President Biden of ignoring the border and all the quote-unquote fentanyl that coming into the territory uh, through Mexico. Um, and then uh, as another classic example, uh, Rani, of politicians um, using um, crisis as a means of wanting to undermine the truth. And the fact is, the border has been open for decades. And here they are trying to make it seem like as if Biden was ignoring something, when in fact, when we look at the numbers, uh, um, they were recognizing um, more more violations at our southern border than the previous administration. Yeah, the hypocrisy is 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 alarming because without any reverence for truth, they'll say anything to try to get power. And that is where America is having serious problems, you know, and I hope we could go through it because I think, you know, the constitution and the the base values of America, not not the base values that the Constitution was formed on, but the base values of respecting religion, separating religion from politics, and keeping a sense of ethical, moral conduct with a compass that will guide you through life. I think America is the best place, you know, to live in the globe. And, you know, there's some other countries that have surpassed it, but you know, we still move in that kind of way. And that problem that you just mentioned is that um, the Internet, they said the Internet creating the, the rise of misinformation and alternate facts and everything. And we have to deal with it. But, you know, it's a good source of information, too. So it's good and bad with the Internet. But, you know, this these right-wing group using the internet and Fox News to their advantage to try to gain power. It's about power and money. By the and way, um, by, by, by the way, for those who are listening, you can go to www.cbp.gov. That's Customs Border P- Patrol, right? www.cpb.gov. Click on stats and summaries and you'll see all the numbers um, for the most recent fiscal years. And with respect to encounters, seizures, uh, what have you at at our borders now? Now, Rakia, I mentioned earlier, right? You know, um, in politics, and it happens here locally as well. I could give you a classic example. Remember, um, Rocky, Remember David Jones and Bob Brian used to go at it all the time. Of course, I remember. You 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 saw it hey, up close. I, and had, a, you, I had a classic one in, in, in the session already. That's I know right. That. You 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 saw it up close and personal, right? And, and 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 it was it was and I gonna be very candid here. It was a native naturalized thing, right? Um, and and what happens, right? Uh, uh, to correlate it that what taking place on the mainland, right? Um, and Donald Trump played this card, you know, to perfection. He recognized that there is a racist. 
percentage of the electorate. Right? And he played that card to perfection. And he knows that it still exists. Right? And as a result, Rocky Leibold, right? They painted, they painted the Democratic Party as being too open and want all the outsiders to come to America. And Ayo, who live here, gonna pay the price for that. And that's the reason why we have a polarized country today. In spite of all of this, we have a, not only a person of color, but a female vice president, the first ever in the history of this great country, right? This, this, this melting pot, while we are going through some of the deepest polarization the country has ever seen. In, in that, when, when you stop and think about it, Rocky, ain't that something that is hard to reconcile, but at the same time it shows that we really, we really aren't in as much control as we believe we are because the dynamic is so broad, the rainbow is so broad that you really can't dictate how elections are going to turn out? That's true. That is true because no one could have predicted what happened like this, with, especially with um, the vice president. Mm -hmm. But just start home. Go back to Senator David Jones and Senator Bryan. Now, each of them had a cause now. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Senator Bryan had his cause for his people, for us as Virgin Islanders. And David Jones had, Senator Jones had his cause for what we call naturalized citizens. Yeah. The problem with, with these two is that we need each other. Yes. We need to be able to work together with each other because we, we shouldn't be fighting each other like that. And what happened is that the outsiders see that and they live on it. And they try to light the fire more. And so it, it became such a a back and forth and a separation. And in fact, that's what part of our problem in the territory. Because we haven't come together. We haven't been able to to show that we need each other and we should respect each other. Now, let's take it nationally. The pres the former president saw that there was a lot of people what we call disenfranchised. They feel like they had no voice. So he created, he know that there was a whole lot of them, so he's decided I'm going to be your voice. So all of the issues that they wanted and nobody would pay attention to, he keep injecting them in, in his discourse. And so they realized that wait a minute, we got somebody here now for us. And so that's why those people are so hard to change because they finally saw in someone that representing what they want, um, just for his own interest now. He did it for his own gain, but they believe that he's sincerely for them, and he's sincerely carrying their cause. And so we, we, that's what's part of it, and he is he's supposed to be representing everybody, but he's taking that because he feels that those folks, once you, you support them, they're not going to turn away from you. It's like it's like somebody in the desert don't have any water to drink, and you give them some water, they're your friend for life. And that's what happened here. And we got to find a way to bridge that gap again so that we could bring people together. But you, but you, know, but, but you know, Ronnie, Ronnie you, you, you used the right word uh, with respect to um, describing what we're dealing with now because it is hypocrisy. 
because America is a nation of immigrants. And and this notion that, um, you know, you could, you could play the political card where, okay, we got to keep an eye on the outsiders. For example, former President Trump going after um, um, Senator Mitch McConnell's wife because, you know, she's, she's uh, from the Pacific Rim, right? She was his labor secretary. And, and because she was one of the cabinet members who didn't, who, who was not against invoking the 25th Amendment when he was losing control the last days of his administration, he's been calling all kind of nicknames and all kind of stuff. Um, and I, I won't even repeat them on this show. But, but we're a nation of immigrants, Ronnie. And this notion that, um, you know, we, we should be targeting immigrants. Uh, and, and remember now, a lot of Asian uh, Americans were getting beat up and all that stuff on the mainland. Uh, because of this type of this type of rhetoric, and and, and uh, it's, it's not it's not doing anything that serves the country well, Ronnie Russell. Absolutely not, and it didn't serve us well here when we had the issue here, confronting it as you guys mentioned earlier. And the problem with it is maturity. As a human being, when you mature to a point where you understand humans are animals that coexist in a planet that you have to protect. You don't pick dumb fights anymore. You learn to coexist with whoever is in your environment. And you learn to coexist to make life better for everybody. So if somebody born in Dominica and they come up here to, to work and, and, and you, somebody born here in Sinkoi, why, why consider it a divisive instead of inclusive? And we have been faced with that. That's why we don't have a constitution. That's why we can't get ahead in a lot of areas because we have a, something, an artificial division that people, just like in America, doing. You know, they think that immigrants are going to take jobs from them. But it's the immigrants that provide the workforce labor that get them the whole fruits and everything, vegetables and everything. And, and then they don't relate. It's like, it's like what happened, Neville, that Obamacare. You call it something else, they love it. You call it Obamacare, they, they hate it. <laughs> yes, sir. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you bring up a good point. And, and, and to, to further buttress um, the, the immigrant contribution or the, non, the, the, the non-mainland um, um, base contribution right a classic example is william lightest from right here in the virgin islands who was the right. founder who's the founder of modern day san francisco which at the time was was named uh yerba buena right right i mean i mean i mean you are pretty much slapping history in its face yes when you ignoring the contribution uh of, of immigrants uh to to a nation of immigrants i i to me to me, it, it is a, it, you hit the nail on the head this morning, Ronnie. It is a level of hypocrisy that is so insulting of people's intelligence, you know, that, that that's why good people get turned off from the political arena. Finally, you mentioned the Constitutional Convention. Rocky Elroy Sproul was once a senator? Yes. How come you never mentioned that? I'm asking, 
That's that, that that's the same that, that's your mentor, right? That's the same person that you mentioned, right? Yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah. But I, yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah, when yeah. it was when I had on Dwayne Henry and we were looking back at the previous constitutional conventions. I see his name come up, Elroy Sproul. You had me thinking that he was yeah. an educator only me, no, he was he was a senator for St. John. Eh? Yeah, he one time and he said that's not for him. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Well, you know, you got a lot of people like that. So Al Bacin, one of Ronnie's, one of Ronnie's mentors, Al Sheen, he was the same he, thing. But he, guess what? Yeah. Al Bacin was one of my boys too, man. <laughs> he, there you go. That, that was my, that, his son. All we went to school together, that was my boy father. You check. But 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 I didn't realize that Elroy Sproul and Ronnie, you mentioned the Constitutional Convention and we're going to talk about this a little bit more as we get closer to it. Um, Rocky and Rani, my son, that's a who's who of Virgin Islands been serving at these conventions over the over the years, my son. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Every every name you call yeah. there, they navel string, <laughs> right? And the majority of them, my son, they got impact. And and to me, given the quality of representation we've had in our constitutional conventions, it really is. I, I don't want to say embarrassment, but it's really disappointing that we don't have a document. That we don't have one, right? At, at, at yeah. this point. Gentlemen, uh, great discussion this morning. We touched on a number of different things. I'm uh, looking forward uh, to talking with you again as uh, a little bush tea later on in the week and then uh, next week again for the table talk, okay? Thanks a lot, both of you guys. Thank you. Very well, thank you. You got it. Yeah, have a wonderful day. You too, man. Enjoy the week. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair week yeah. this week, so come over, Rocky. We're looking forward to seeing you. Okay? <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, um, man. Anyway, nice job of being uh, uh, <laughs> All right. anyway, uh, great show this morning. Thank you very much uh, to my engineer. Thank you very much, uh, Lee Ingalls uh, from Dong at the National Weather Service. And of course, Armando Rocky Leber from St. John and Ronnie Russell from St. Croix. Be good and be safe. Happy Valentine's Day, Eve. Bye bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Great question. That is a great question. And that's a great question. Wow, that's another great question. That's a, that's a great question. Oh, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great question. That is a great question. What a great question. On Fresh Air, you'll hear unexpected questions and unexpected answers. Weekdays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. I'm Scott Tong from Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. We bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up. Plus, conversations with authors and artists, stories that affect you, maybe a story about you. So join us for NPR's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on WTJX-FM 93.1.